knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What's going on, folks? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy. With me and always, Garrett. What's up, dude? What's going on? Glad to be back. Yep, back for another week. I'm actually here yeah. for two weeks in a row. That's a nice update. Yeah, look at that. All right, I mean, I'm taking next week Keep off. Keep your streak going. At least for next week, because the week after that, we won't we won't be in town. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Haven't really thought that one through yet. I'm not sure what we're going to do there. We may just flood the... We'll be, I mean, we're going to be flooding Paddling Finn with content yeah. during iCast, so I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, we'll figure something out. I mean, we might be able to squeeze in a show somewhere in there. And Yeah, if uh, it all depends on if Brian leaves his, if he's leaving his podcast equipment in the booth, then that might, which you can, to my knowledge, you can kind of stay at iCast kind of like late because I know, yeah. uh, old crankbait Johnny Graves, uh, left one of the parties last year and went back to ICAST and just slept in their booth. <laughs> they, they had a really nice couch and he said he sat down and was like texting somebody and he was just like, Oh, this couch is comfortable. And he like kicked back and then he just fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> Woke up to people coming to ask him questions about it, <laughs> about the booth. Like, Hey, hey what's, uh, what's this thing? Yeah. That was, that was like the second night. And he was like, yeah, I just didn't go back to the house. I just stayed here. <laughs> but uh Why do we even get a house then we can just sleep at the yeah. booth that'd actually be kind of fun get locked get in I cast. Up back, back in the back of it it's big enough but uh yeah i'm looking forward to it still uh, a lot of stuff to get done now i gotta spend a whole bunch of money on my truck before we go so that's not exciting yeah that's thought i thought i had some stuff going with my transmission that was going to be under warranty took it to them and they ran a bunch of codes on it and like none of them are transmission related. And I was like, great. Mm. And it's one of those that situations. Sucks. It's cheap parts and they're hard to change. 
And it's like, I do, I do that crap myself normally. So like you'd end up paying more for the labor on it. Yeah. It, like if work. I, if I went to go get the old pressure switch changed, it was, it's going to be stupid because it's on the backside of the engine. And, uh, i engineers, man. Always get yeah. it difficult. It's because they designed the engine just as the engine. And then they put it in the <laughs> yeah. truck and they're like, Oh, well, I'm glad I'm not fixing it. Yeah. <laughs> That's somebody else's problem. Exactly. But no, I think I'll still be able to make it down there. If not, I'm just going to grab a plane ticket. I feel I've strongly debated that part. I could just uh, pick you up on my way. I, I thought about like worst case when you pass by my house, just pick up my, my boat <laughs> and my gear and yeah, then I just I'll, I'll Uber wherever. And then I'll, you have to pay me a shipping fee. That's fine. <laughs> Probably cheaper than gas. <laughs> yeah. But uh no, uh we got a we got a fun show this week. Uh do you get any, anything last week before we get into it? And did you do any you didn't do any fishing or anything? Uh this weekend I didn't get into anything. I went to uh Waylon and Samantha's wedding. Uh so congrats to them on their wedding. Nice. Actually something crazy kind of happened on the way down there or oh up there. Uh yeah, on the way up there, um we get to like the Kentucky state line and right before we get to the um, border, there's a car sitting on the side of the interstate and I look over and a guy gets out of the car and stumbles backwards and passes out on the side of the interstate. And it was like a 70, 80 year old man. And I was like, I looked at my wife. I was like, did you see that? <laughs> like, Was that real? Uh, so we pulled over and had to call 911 on them and, I went over to him. He was he was conscious, kind of in and out of consciousness, still breathing and stuff. So I didn't have to do like CPR or anything, but we had to keep him awake and stuff until uh, ambulance and stuff got there. Nice. But it was kind of crazy. I was like, this guy Glad was like on stopped. the verge of death. <laughs> yeah. Glad you didn't have to do CPR. I don't know if I'd like to wake up to you doing CPR. You're a pretty big <laughs> yeah. dude. I feel like you'd be like crushing my chest if you was trying to like. Luckily, there was a, a lady that stopped right after I stopped that um, was like a, my wife said, I would ask her if she was a nurse and she acted kind of offended. And she's like, no, I'm a physician. <laughs> like, oh, big deal. Okay. I, I don't see your you name badge, bitch. Come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, she was, she was there to kind of do it more professionally than I was. I was just like, hey, are you all right? <laughs> hey, hey, wake up. Wake up. Yeah. Stay up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. Well, good job. Yeah. At least, at least there's some decent human beings. Uh, yeah, hopefully he made it. I don't know. I never I know he made it to the hospital, but I don't know what happened after that. So. Yeah. Well, on the other side of news and less grim, um covering <laughs> like we said last week, we're gonna cover the Hobie event that just happened up in Cayuga. Uh, up in New York. Uh, for everybody that's been keeping up with uh, the reel down lately, we covered Cayuga not too long ago with our buddy Nick Audi and talked about you know it and a couple of the other northern fisheries, and they've just really been on fire. And this tournament was no different. Uh, Garrett, you just said the number. How many fish was it that were dropped in this one on tournament? <laughs> uh, total fish logged is looking like 1,200 and almost 1,300 fish, 1,293 fish. That's so. insane. 1300 on tourney x and there's 112 anglers so that's enough for a 10 fish limit for everybody in the field that's insane no. 
I don't think everybody in the field filled the 10 fish limit, but there was enough fish there to do it. That's crazy. So that's, yeah. Well, kind of ridiculous. It's an honor to do this one. We've had this, uh, this angler on before. We're proud to have him back. We just had his dad on not too long ago. And, uh, you know, this is a big one for him. Uh, we'll go ahead and bring him in. We've got Mr. Jackson Orr, fresh off his finally getting that first Hobie victory, man. You've came close a couple times this year, actually, right? Second and third, I think, this year. Yeah, got uh, third at Seminole and second at Kentucky Lake. My dad won that one. And then yeah. Finally got the win under my belt at Cayuga. And you just had to let your dad do it first. That way you could just, <laughs> all right, now it's out of the way. Now I can do it. <laughs> yeah. No, that was it. I, that couldn't have happened any better than it did. Uh, yeah. That way. No, that's yeah, we, awesome. we got to talk with him after that event, and it seemed like that was a pretty special moment for you guys. Like, oh, yeah. Getting to go one, two like that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was. I mean, completely unexpected. I mean, I was sitting like 20th place after day one. He was in second, and it just happened. So, heck yeah. Well, and this one was no different. I mean, uh, well, obviously we'll get to the details, but, uh, you know, I know you and Ewing are pretty close. We've had Ewing on quite a few times, and uh, Ewing was right there behind you on that one. So that was pretty special for you all, too, being good buddies. Yeah, no, we're, uh, he's one of my best friends. I mean, like I said at the awards ceremony, like I basically lived at his house for a whole semester. And, I mean, I, I was, I'm with him every day when I'm at college. So, I mean, we're super close. Heck, yeah. What I'm getting from this is that the next Hobie event that comes up, I'm gonna have to stay at your house. Seems like whatever aura you got going on there, yeah, they got, they got the winning tickets over there. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, uh, before we get too far into it, let's uh, take a quick step back. And uh, Jackson, for anybody that may be new to the cover following tournament coverage with kayak fishing, uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I got into. I mean, I've been fishing my our life really i mean i grew up fishing with my dad after he got home from work i'd go catfish and bass fishing with him at our local pond so you know hot dogs bagels <laughs> that was the deal um but i got into a hobie kayak when i was 14 so that was 2016 and started doing local tournaments and started doing like the when the it was the Hobie Bass Open on Kentucky Lake, did a few of those, and really just that's what started this whole thing and started traveling the country more. And last year didn't travel much, had some health issues, and this year I kind of went all out and have been traveling basically every weekend. And I mean, this I couldn't have asked for a better turnout or season. I mean, it's just crazy how it's been going. Absolutely, you have you've had. You've had one heck of a season, and, and you know, as we said, you know, the third at Seminole, second at Kentucky Lake, uh, maybe the that kind of year, not really a year off, but kind of a year off. Yeah. Maybe that's what you needed, helped you get your mind in the right place and get everything dialed in. So, how I'm curious about this with with you being in college, you everyone listening heard him say it. Uh, do you have your schedule set up where it gives you a the weeks of these tournaments a couple of days or are you really just like showing up to these tournaments with little to no practice and going for it yeah i mean i've got a schedule it's just hard with school sometimes i mean a lot of the i go to carson newman a lot of the teachers are very like understandable about um 
fishing because obviously we have a team there. I'm on the boat and kayak team. So they're used to us traveling a lot and we keep up with our work and do a good job. But there's a couple professors that I've ran into that don't appreciate me missing so much school. So it is hard sometimes to get a lot of practice and I've got to not wing some of them, but I mean, I'll get like a day or a day and a half of practice, which I mean, I, I think that's plenty, but. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's better than nothing. Difficult sometimes in those two days events to compete against people who, you know, go there Monday and practice all the way through Friday. Right. Especially on places like that you may be not familiar with. Yeah. That you yeah. want to try to cover as much water as you can to try to kind of learn the lake, I guess. Right. Yeah. Like Seminole, like that's a giant lake. I mean, you can do so much there. I only had like a day to practice. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of big lakes where I've only had a day and a day and a half to practice and it was kind of difficult. You got to move really quick and practice. Yeah. It's, it's tiring, but it pays off sometimes. Yeah. Well, uh, how was it for this one? Uh, get you a little bit of practice for this one. Do you have any experience with Cayuga or is this your first trip up there? No, it was my first trip up there. Um, I honestly, uh, I didn't watch too much of the MLF at all. I saw a little bit of it when it was live, but not much at all. Cause I was fishing Lake Chickamauga for the KVF and, yeah. um, you won I, one of the days of that too, right? So you're kinda, yeah, uh, day one. Yeah, yeah. You're on you're on a roll right now, man. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty crazy. Been, <laughs> but um, for Cayuga, me and my dad almost kind of made a little vacation out of it. We left uh, Tuesday afternoon, and it was about an eight hour drive from Indiana. So we got there Tuesday night, slept at the boat ramp. I went out in the morning. My dad slept in the truck because he didn't get much sleep. Uh, went looking for smallmouth, and I was not really happy with what I saw. There were <laughs> many smallmouth on bed like I thought there was going to be, and the water tank a lot warmer. And they probably got absolutely hammered yeah. by those MLF guys. I mean, yeah, they, they did. Um, I was watching stuff where some of those guys were catching like the same fish. Over and over and over, like yeah, the same day. Podcasts about that. Yeah, there's a little controversy surrounding that right now. Yeah, <laughs> of course. I, I caught a couple smallmouth, but they weren't like. I mean, they were like 16 inches, and I was like, I looked around in like prime areas and saw a couple, but like, I just decided that I think it would probably be a better idea for me and my dad to go for largemouth with the weather. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was that. How was the weather setting up? For, I wasn't paying attention to how the weather was up north this past weekend. Yeah, so Wednesday it was sunny, so I was actually able to go out there and look for beds. And um, I, like I said, I found a couple, but it wasn't really what I was looking for. So switched to largemouth. Thursday it was cloudy and windy. Friday was same thing. Saturday was the same thing. Sunday, it was cloudy and windy like the first half of the day, and then it got sunny, and that's where like the bite really switched up on a lot of people. I think yeah. kind of favored more of the sight fishing conditions the last yeah. the end of that day. Yeah, 
Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Well, uh... I guess uh, continue on a little bit with your your pre fishing. Uh, once you made that, you know, switch to going for green fish. Yeah. So I went up. Uh, so I started south for smallmouth, and then I went up north um, the second half of the day on Wednesday. And I, my dad caught a couple, I, like a, a good one. I think he was fishing offshore, um, a Ned rig, I think. And, um, but I went. Um, I don't know. I mean three mile pedal and ran into largemouth everywhere. I mean, they were under docks, they were in the grass, but they were all like 15, like man, 14 to like 16 inches, like nothing too big. Um, so I just finished the day out and had fun. And then Thursday I went to an area that I thought looked really good. And it was, the sun was just, up enough to where I could like stand up and see around me. And I, I mean, I was pedaling around and just looking, I mean, everywhere you look, there is a 17 to 21 incher just cruising. Wow. I was like, all right. And I tried to catch them and they wouldn't bite. And then the clouds came over and I started really catching them. And I was like, all right, I'm done. This is where I probably fish. So I just had fun the rest of practice in different areas. Nice. Well, uh, I guess go ahead and take us into day one. Cause I'm, I'm really curious. We, we, when we had Nick on, it's so funny, like the story, not how they're being caught or anything, but just the quality of fish that they just like, you run into an area that's just loaded. He did it out there. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it was last year that we covered one of the Cayuga tournaments. It was the same thing. It's just like, an area with ridiculous amounts of just quality. Cause I mean, he was, I think he had the tournament we covered. I think he ended up with like 97 or 99 inches on this one day. And he was talking about like what he had missed that would have made it even better. What, what came off at the boat that would have made it even better. It's just loaded with great fish, but take take us into day one. I'm, I'm ready to hear about it. Yeah, no, I was um, going into day one. I was honestly nervous. I wasn't so nervous about the fact that, I was going to catch them. It was more, there was just so many people going to that launch because the lake fish honestly pretty small since the smallmouth weren't really in the picture. And there were really two or three launches that were pretty popular from what I've noticed during practice. And when I got there, we got there like, I don't know, before four o'clock in the morning, uh, 
on Saturday, and I mean, there are already like seven kayaks there, and I was like, oh, jeez. And they're <laughs> camped at the ramp all night. Yeah, there were, I don't know, I'd say like 20 to 30 people that launched there on Saturday. Whew, it is hard wow. to keep your head right during that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just so tough because the area I was fishing, I mean, it was like, I don't know, a three-quarter of a mile stretch, but um, it's still fish small with that many people and with yeah. the water being clear. But, um, I mean, there were it was like going out on St. Clair. There were people everywhere, and, I mean, you'd still catch them. I was just throwing – I was catching them on a four-inch Senko during practice, so that's why I started off throwing and caught like eighty some low eighties, like super pretty quick, and wasn't getting any big bites. So I switched to a five-inch Senko and um, was just wacky rigging it, and ended up catching like uh, high eighties, I think, and then finally switched to a six-inch Senko on a baitcaster because I was tired of yeah. It getting because the grass was almost like wires like it was so sharp to where it was breaking me off sometimes like oh. i lost 20 or 21 on day one uh because that happened so i threw it on baitcaster and started ripping them out of the grass and cold up wow. to like 92 something so that was day one that's crazy so you're six inch senko nice yeah <laughs> hey dude i always feel stupid when I run across my bag of big Senkos, but then it hits me like the times that that's been the difference. Yeah. Uh, when we went to Florida for at ICAST last year, nobody could get bit. We're throwing, you know, all sorts of different worms, but I'm a four to five inch Senko guy. And then yeah. Brian pulled out a seven inch Senko and just started whacking them down there. And I, yeah. you know, I happened to bring that bag of giant Senkos with me. <laughs> we had a good time. <laughs> yeah. No, that. I that's like one of the first time i mean i've thrown a six inch sanko quite a bit but that's only like one of the first times that it actually i could tell it made a big difference one of my buddies that fish he lives in california and fishes the delta a lot that's one of his like key baits for yeah getting kind of better quality bites is throwing a big bigger like a seven or eight inch uh sanko yeah, no, I was I was really impressed with the bites I was getting after I started doing that. That's crazy. So with with your area, um, I mean, I'm sure of that many people at the ramp, it's probably not that much of a secret. And I don't want you to give much of away, but is was it like certain depth grass? Was it like grass around like docks? What was like seemed to be the pattern? Or... Um, it was. I mean, people were catching them everywhere. Like the guy. Back. obviously man to 1300 yeah. fish dude they were whacking them everywhere grass <laughs> like everywhere but um from what i was doing they, the grass was all dead because they like um use pellets to kill everything and which it make kind of makes sense because like that there's so much grass in that lake it's ridiculous but it's um, like choked out if you don't yeah like topped out like it's topped out in some places but um huh. I was actually looking for those topped out areas. Like there'll be little clumps of grass where they'll like top out and the fish will be like hanging out in those clumps and I'll cast right mm -hmm. beside them. And that's usually where I'll get a lot of my bites. But um, other than that, I mean, I know people were fishing up shallower and like four to six feet of water uh, just over the tops of the grass. I was fishing more like 
six to ten feet of water most mm -hmm. of the time. Um, some people were bed fishing because a lot of the largemouth were on beds. Um, yeah. I didn't find any that you know would actually help me, which is kind of crazy to say. Eighteen and a quarter wouldn't help me. I was throwing them back on day two. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Jeez, dude, that's nuts, man. Yeah. Now, were were most of these fish? I didn't look at the pictures, but most of these fish built like what what we've seen in the past on Cayuga, where they're just like footballs. They were big. pretty big. Um, a oh, lot, yeah. a lot of them that I was catching were pre-spawn, so they were yeah. they were they were pretty big. Like on pre-spawn in almost July. That's yeah, insane. crazy. <laughs> yeah. What's crazier about that fact is that when we had Nick on a month and a half ago. They were pre-spawn then, That's because crazy. he was but catching pre-spawn and spawners. Yeah. But I think he was catching them deeper than what he, he was because he's an offshore guy. But he was in like fifteen to twenty foot, I think, is what he said. I got. Uh, yeah, they were like in the stage I think where they were getting ready to move up. Because um, I mean, there were fish already on bed. There were post-spawners, um, but they were kind of in that stage where in the their staging area. Yeah. That's awesome. In July. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. It's awesome though. <clears throat> I mean, that's fun. Um, I was gonna say too, like from what I've heard about this place, it, it kind of reminds me of um like the Florida lakes where it's not really as much like a pattern specific thing, it's more of an area specific thing. Like yeah, I mean, it was an area thing, but if you threw anything, I mean, you could catch them on other things, but you could tell a wax was so much better than anything else you threw. Like, I threw a feed worm, I threw a Texas rig, I threw a glide bait, um, top water, and I mean, the wacky rig was what I was getting a bunch of my bites on. And I spent a lot of time throwing other things. That's crazy. Pre-spawn, that's like pre-spawn 101. Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone in the top five was throwing a wacky rig. That's nuts. Yeah, at some point. I know that. I'm pretty sure uh, the video that Ewing posted, I think that's what he was uh, yeah. throwing in that specific part of that video. We were, we were fishing by each other, and it was like we didn't talk about fishing at all that week. Like we, it was just a coincidence. We showed up to the ramp together and we literally started like, I mean, I could have a full on conversation with me. <laughs> like, it was like, it was just a coincidence. It just happened. No, Great awesome. minds, man. Think you like, yeah. yeah, especially, you know, two minds that spend that kind of time together and, yeah. you know, y'all kind of like friends, develop things together so it's not not at all surprising like yeah be a fun little poke in the ribs at the house now though yeah like oh got you on that one buddy He's by a quarter of an inch <laughs> <laughs> squeeze one fish the right way and it that could have gone differently yeah so uh so yeah speaking of so day one ewing actually ended up with 94 and three quarters uh, for fourth place for day one, and you were eighth place with 92 and a half. With, I mean, still solid bags. Anything in the 90s is just a great day. Can't can't be mad at all. But uh, as you, you know, end your day one and you start, like, you know, 
thinking about where you're at day two, like what's going through your mind in this? You think, think you got, you still got the fish there for the next day. Think it's going to get any better. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was a little iffy just because it got pounded so hard. I didn't, I laid off of them. Like I left and I pre-fished for day two, but I, I didn't find anything. Um, but I was a little worried just cause I feel like there was going to be more people that showed up to that spot just because they probably knew who went over there and saw the saw leaderboards. Yeah. yeah. And that was the case, but um, lizards. Uh, <laughs> I was, I mean, I was, there's I can do like nothing in my control. So I literally just rigged up and I mean, I just saw if I was going to go out there, do the same thing, start in a different area where I got more of my bites and, whatever happened happened and it was kind of it was a slow morning on day two but it ended up pretty good yeah well walk walk me through it uh uh yeah so day two i guess didn't get a bite for an hour which was kind of crazy which i mean which sounds crazy <laughs> but um on that place yeah yeah uh were you around people that were yeah, catching fish yeah there were people catching me in front of me the side of me what am i doing wrong i didn't switch anything i was just on my five inch senko and i finally caught a 19 and a quarter put that on the board and then like i don't know 15 minutes later i caught one that was like 13 or 14. i didn't even measure it i threw it out and i didn't bold <laughs> i love yeah, it <laughs> I, I, I mean at the end of the day it's not I guess a 13 or 14 is not going to get you anywhere in this tournament. I was regretting it, though, because I didn't catch another fish for like an hour. <laughs> I was like, because uh, Christine was by me, and we were allowed to talk in the hobies now. So I was like, uh, I just I threw back a fish earlier. I think I probably should have measured it. And then, like, two hours later, I caught a 20 and a quarter, and I was like, all right. And then started catching a few more 19s. And then I had an 18 and a quarter in my limit with 19, a bunch of 19 plusers and the sun came out and the bite just shut off. I mean, I was catching fish, but they were like 14 to 16 inches. So I took, I don't know, it was like 1130. I went on a joyride and looked for beds and everything. I had like 95 or 96 inches, something like that. Yeah. And I didn't find any that were really going to help me. So I wasted like an hour and a half doing that. But on my way back from bed fishing with like an hour left of the tournament, I made a few casts in an area that like I caught him like all right during practice and caught a 19. And it was, I thought that's when I passed you. And that's when I ended up with 97. And then right after that, I lost one that was like, 19 and a half 19 three quarter and i was like oh boy but gonna pay for that one <laughs> yeah. it all worked out yeah man no that killer day 97 inches and uh and not to to you know take that away from uh anybody else i mean dan Har hargrave had 97 as well another outstanding day ryan 9 95 and a half ewing 94 and a half i mean lots of i mean there's 90s let me see how far down on day two 90 took you. 23rd place was 90 inches on day two. Yeah, that's so crazy. that's what I was going to say here. Everybody was was on them on day two. I mean, that's insane. 
when you talked about throwing that 14 back i was looking to see if anybody in the top like 30 had a 14 in their limit and nobody um, did yeah <laughs> there's a there's one guy that had in, in 28th place that had a 14 and a half and that was the smallest one in, their, in the <laughs> that's top nuts. so that lake is still it just blows my mind that it's still fishing that good it's like i mean it's an Oregon lake like I'm in Indiana. The lakes like that are like that here, but like they're just the fish that big, that healthy. Yeah. It's like you can go out and here and catch a bunch of 14 to 16 inches all day, but like you can't go out and catch a bunch of 18 to 20 inches all day. Like this is crazy. I feel like if you live there, that would spoil you a lot. Yeah, hundred place. I got spoiled. I mean, the 18 inches there were like. Some of them were like three and a half pounds, like four pounds. Like it was ridiculous. It starts saw... to get to where you can't talk about like what people are missing out fishing in the southeast. I mean, yeah. like we got some really sick frog fishing for giants, but I I can't think of a day I can just go out somewhere down here and just 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 19, 18, 18, 20. Like it's not like that. <laughs> no. You maybe catch one on the trip. Yeah, I mean, we've we've got a handful of places you can go down here and maybe put together 100 inches, but it's like you might do it once that year. Like, yeah. It's not it's not happening for more than one guy. <laughs> I got you. Was, oh, that's that's yeah. crazy, though. Well, uh, so two-day total at 189.5, Ewing 189 and a quarter. Standings go off. How are you feeling as the standings went off, what what are you thinking? Well, I know I, I actually never submitted that nineteen uh, before the standings went off. Okay. Yeah, I knew I I knew I had Ewing. It was like I don't know, like fifteen minutes before the standings went off. I think something like that, and I didn't submit it because I know Ewing's such a good angler to where he'd get that in his head and he'd do something about it. <laughs> so, he'd find the fish to answer you back playing, I mean, he was, playing defensively he was working on apparently he was working on like a 20 inch fish for the last like hour I think um, so I probably wouldn't have mattered too much but uh, yeah I submitted at uh, whenever the leaderboard went off and I was like freaking out I was fishing like because I got, I've gotten so close before, and like it slipped away from me so many times, and I was just fishing my heart out and prayed, and it all worked out. Heck yeah! Did you, uh, did you catch back up with him, uh, like on the way home back from the tournament or yeah. back to the ramp? Yeah, I uh, after lines out, uh, we talked because we had launched the same ramp, and. I told him and he said he didn't call, but I mean, I was still like worried because the leaderboard was so tight where someone caught yeah. like, 19 something, which wasn't that hard. Um, yeah. Ryan and I was an inch, an inch back. Yeah. And he was, then, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was, he was on them. Uh, I mean, there's it, basically anybody in the top four could have very easily. Yeah change that around with one fish um and then you know if if the lake had put up one you know really good fish you know 21 plus you're talking about 
uh, fifth and sixth could also mess around and really mix it up. But but it didn't, and it 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 held on quarter of an inch. Got you that first win with the Hobie. Um, gives you a hell of a solid year with them. Uh, I can't wait to see all the AOI stuff. Um, this is going to, I mean, a first, a second, and a third in one year. I mean, it's going to be an interesting end of the season. Um, and that cat that gets you, well, no, you were already TOC qualified, right? Yeah. I've qualified like three times this year. Yeah. I, I can't, I can never remember their qualification standards. If it's the like top three Triple. or yeah, uh, top three, then it rolls down and then it's AOI points too. Gotcha. Well, uh, how, how was that, man? How was, you know, award ceremony, you know, knowing that you, you finally got one locked. Well, hoping that you got that one locked in, hoping that nobody outside of you and Ewing shook it up. Yeah, it was, um, I mean, I was a nervous wreck because like AJ started out like uh, at the 17th spot and you know how that goes. Like you're just waiting there. Like you don't know what's going yeah. on. Um, I mean, but 17th no, spot wasn't too far behind you either. I mean, yeah, 181 and three quarter. Really wasn't. <laughs> I would be feeling but, nervous. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty nervous. And then he called the last five up and he called the final three guys or like the like fifth, fourth, and third. And then it was just me and you. And I, I knew I had it. And I was like, holy smokes. Like, this is like that's awesome dude at, like you and gave me like you, you'd see on the live feed like as soon as the third place guy went up he gave me fist bump and i was like this is crazy like i can't believe that happened like i've been working for that for a while i've been close and it finally check it off the list heck yeah man well and it couldn't happen to a better guy we've all been i've been in the sport now for a few years and your name's you know been around the whole time i've been in it uh i want to say the first year i was involved with it was probably the last year of the youth division and uh since then you know it's just been like following you we've you know we've shouted out your charity tournaments and we've had you on multiple times you won one of the paddle and fin events on tip of canoe a couple years ago um so it was awesome to to hear you got that one i mean then we were already pumped up you you won the kbf last weekend too well, what, what do you have lined up next for this? Are you taking a little bit of a break? Uh, what, what, what's your what's your move? Yeah, I was um, I was thinking about taking a break. I mean, technically, this week is a break. I'm just working. Um, but I decided, like, I don't know, an hour ago, I signed up for a GRBY, um, Grassroots Bass Yakin, I think, uh, local series here in indiana i signed up for a tournament on saturday so <laughs> gonna go with can't that. stop <laughs> yeah gonna that and then uh next weekend i think i'm gonna go up to saginaw bay uh on friday and there's a native tournament there on saturday nice so go fish that i think is that one of the big bass power hour things yeah the yep that and then it's MLS like uh as many as you can catch. So heck yeah. Yeah, we've got one of those coming to Gunnersville in uh Yeah, a few I'm excited weeks. and I'll I'll be there. I think I heard Jordan Lee's gonna fish that. I wouldn't I don't see why he wouldn't. Um because I, yeah. I wanna say he fished it when they did it. It wasn't the big bass power hour then. I don't remember what they called it. Turned yeah. out of Titans. Yeah. And uh he fished that one and he did pretty good. 
Um, but I think we'll, there'll probably be a bunch of us down there. I think that one's going to be fun. This is the type yeah. of time of year I like to fish Gunnersville where I have like confidence and it's like it's just top water fun. That'll be good. But uh, so I mentioned it and you, you hit us up with it before. Um, but um, most folks that know you know that you have been running a uh, charity event. Uh, year, year four? How many years have you done it now? Uh, this will be year six. Six. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. uh, I'm going to share a graphic up. I went ahead and pulled it up for you. I'm going to post it up there and then I'm just going to let you talk on it for a second. So give me awesome. just a second to pull it up. And hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911, and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Here we go. All right, man. So uh, tell tell everybody kind of where this came from, what it's for, and what, what your plans are with it this year. Yeah, so um, I've recently, this year, I partnered up with Fishing Chaos, and the guys from there are super cool and I was talking to um, them for a while um, about charity tournaments and everything. And once I really got to talking to them about, it was about three months ago, uh, I really wanted to have another charity tournament like sooner than I usually do. I usually have my charity tournaments towards the end of the year. So, I mean, I talked to him and he helped me out, set everything up and, uh, I'm having a midsummer charity tournament, and this one, uh, it's going to be on July 28th through July 30th, and boats and kayaks are allowed for, for this one. It just has to be on a oh, nice water. Um, and then Realtree also is helping with this event and are donating uh, saddlebags, which are awesome uh, for kayak anglers, and then uh, they're also donating a bunch of awesome Realtree hats, so... Heck yeah. Well, uh, what, what's your, uh, charity tournament benefit? What do you, what have you, uh, done, done with it in the past? Yeah. Um, in the past, I mean, it's been super successful. I've been very grateful for the whole kayak community and even the bass boat community. Um, people just sign up and they don't even fish it sometimes, but I mean, each year we seem to raise like three, two to $5,000, sometimes more than that. Um, but I feel like even if it's several hundred dollars, it makes a difference in somebody's life. And um, what do you get for being the first one to register? <laughs> Did you just register? Yeah. Oh, Check you the roster. You sucker! I was about to do it. <laughs> I, uh, I registered too. I just I literally posted it like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, I, I was going to make some jokes about like first paddle and fin person that signs up, blah, blah, blah. Never mind. <laughs> Good job, Jared. <laughs> you're trying to do it while you're talking about it. Well, so I thought I saw you typing. That's why I was about to start doing it. But uh, give us a little rundown of the, uh, like, if you know any of the, uh, well, okay. The, so the prizes are the the saddlebags and, and the hats. Um, give us like a rundown of what it is like best five best, you know, best yeah. biggest fish. Well, what's your, what's your tournament layout? Yeah. So, um, over the three days of the tournament, uh, it's just your best five fish. So an angler can go out on that Sunday, which is the 30th and catch five fish and win the tournament. Nice. And then, and, uh, yeah, the oh, boats are they having to do catch photo release as well or did you yeah. figure out something in between it's going to be same format uh the i mean there's no specific board that you have to use it just has to have a bump on it and consist of quarter um inch increments um and then as far as donations go i mean obviously all the money involved in this tournament is going to go to a charity or family in need and uh for this tournament the top five will get to choose where a portion of that money goes to and i mean they can choose anything i mean i've had people in the past donate it to their neighbors who are in the hospital struggling uh family friends uh, charities i mean it's just this event's kind of just meant for the anglers and what they want to fish for that's awesome i really like that 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 kind of touch to it uh, i i hear there's always like radio like charity raises and stuff like that. And I love when it's not for any specific one, it's for whatever yeah. said person that wins or whatever wants it to be for that is charitable. And that's, that's an awesome little aspect to it. But, uh, so we are going to, as everybody just saw, I had the, that's the fishing chaos page pulled up. We will have it posted in the, um, show description and show posts. I don't know why I just like, I went blank right there for a second, but, um, yeah, it, it'll be, you know, a link that you can follow in, in our uh, show post on YouTube and Spotify and all those places. Uh, we'll get it up on the Facebook page and, uh, sign up. You've got plenty of time to get signed up. Can you sign all the way up until the night before? Uh, I actually made it to where, since it's kind of late notice, I made it to where you can sign up until an hour before the tournament ends. Nice. Yeah. So, I like it. It's a little unique, but I mean, this really meant for raising money uh, for charities and stuff. So. No, no, no. I like it. I like I mean, it. So uh, there's always going to be those people out there though that are going to take it competitively. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Put up 120 inches or something ridiculous. What, what, what I usually do is just give my money and then don't fish. That way, I don't feel bad. I'm just like, well, I, I donated. I did not suck at fishing. I donated. Like, <laughs> I'll be on the new river, I think, for that one. Yeah. The, the, the Hobie event at the end of July on the new river. Is that right? Yep. That'll be awesome. You'll, you'll probably do pretty good out there. I hear it fishes pretty good uh, that time of year. We got some buddies out that way. Um, But yeah, so... Uh, we'll, we'll post this up and my challenge for everybody that follows us, uh, share this in your local kayak groups, your local bass boat clubs, um, share this up as much anywhere you can. I will share it up on, do you, you haven't made a Facebook page or anything for it yet? Have you? Like, yeah. Uh, I made, uh, you, 
I okay. made an event page for it as well. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, uh, we'll, I'll, after this show, I'll get that shared up on mine. Awesome. Uh, Garrett can do it too. And we'll just try to get it to as many folks as we can. Uh, see if maybe you can have like a record year this year. Get you awesome. know biggest biggest year yet. Follow your your whole you know yeah. upward swing of winning tournaments and take the charity yeah. with you. Yeah, no, I I appreciate it. Yeah, this is um like I said, it's just a midsummer one. I'm still gonna do like my annual one. Um, okay, cool. So this doesn't take place of your annual one. Yeah, no, this is not like the one that um is meant to be like you know all the prizes, everything is gonna yeah. be the end of the year but uh real tree and fish and chaos just stepped up for this one and we're just kind of doing a hopefully it's not a smaller one but it's more of kind of a i mean it's still going to raise money you know so, yeah no that's sick okay cool well i'm I'm glad you said that i thought this was yeah. taking place of the annual one well no this is just a bonus i like yeah. it just a little bonus one raise some money for people in need so heck yeah well uh i'm sure i'm sure we'll you'll get a bunch of success out of this one too. Yep. And, uh, already got my money. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Took the wind out of my cells, man. That's <laughs> I was literally going to like, when the show was starting to like close out, I was going to go in and do it. Yeah. And I, I was, I was talking, I saw Garrett not paying attention over there typing. And I was like, he's doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then it literally like, I've got it pulled up and I saw it go from zero to one. And I was like, ah, <laughs> Oh man. Well, uh, Great tournament, man. It was fun to have you on again. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. But, uh, you know, same as always, we want to give you a chance to, sh to shout out all those, those great companies that have supported you along the ways and, uh, you know, just, uh, give them their thanks and tell everybody listening, you know, some good companies. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, first of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it was great talking with you all and, um, just a pleasure and, I uh, want to thank my family, my friends uh, for always supporting me. Wouldn't be able to do it without them. And, of course, all my sponsors, uh, Coda Lithium, Realtree Fishing, Fishing Chaos, Catch, Revo, um, <laughs> uh, Fishing Online, Toby, Seagar, um, there's a few more that I'm missing, but um, it gets tough, for, man. For rods. I mean, I, I should have, I should rememorize all of them, but um, there's a bunch of people that really helped me, and I'm very grateful for all of them. Yeah, man, for good reason. Well, have uh, to start uh, making you a little billboard or something. Or yeah, I usually <laughs> have something, um, but I get you a flashcard on the back of your wallet. I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been trying really hard to remember them. I mean. I like trail car, Eagle Claw. Uh, there's a bunch of them. So I'm <laughs> grateful. So. Heck yeah, dude. Well, man, we appreciate you uh, hopping over and uh, catching up with us to talk about it. And uh, congrats and hope. Uh, I, I, again, I can't wait to see how the, the AOI stuff starts to shake up and how the end of the season goes. And um, I hope it goes your way. Awesome. No, I appreciate it. It means a lot. Yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, good luck to you. Thank you. Till next time, and we hope you we hope to have you on again later this year. Um, I'm sure we will. But uh, until then, man, good luck on your next one, dude. Awesome, thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right, see it. Awesome, man. That's good stuff. Glad yeah, glad we be able to get him on. Yeah, Garrett's been trying for like a month, and uh, 
Like his, his mean, schedule just didn't line up. So. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing really good and he's been super busy. I mean, I get it, college kid, and he's like college boat angler, college kayak angler, traveling national trail kayak angler, and he has a life. So yeah. you know, when you have a life, you got you're busy. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it was a uh, it was awesome to finally uh, be able to yeah, catch I mean, up with I, him. I think I my last message to him or something was like that. He, I'm sure we'll get another chance. Like you're gonna win something again soon, so, and it just happened to be the next week. <laughs> yeah, oh. now you you hit that one right on the head. Well, uh, <laughs> real quick, I'm gonna show it back up here one more time for everybody that was listening, or maybe you had to get away from your radio, your phone for a second. Uh, Jackson's got another turn uh, charity event going on right now. Just posted it up. Uh, Jackson Orr's Midsummer Catch and Release Charity Tournament Kayak and Boat, July 28th through July 30th. Your best five. You can sign all sign up all the way up to the last hour before the event ends. All the money will be donated to charity as usual. This is not his uh, annual tournament that he does for uh, charity, but this is just a midsummer one to, uh, I mean, just raise some more money for you know whoever it is that may need it. Um, it's a best five, it's 20 bucks, um, July 28th, 29th and 30th, uh, there'll be an identifier code released. We'll share up all the uh, places you can, you know, click to sign up and yeah, so get signed up 20 bucks, even if you don't fish $20 donation, um, instead of donating, you know, $300 and doing terrible in a tournament, how about 20 bucks, even if you don't fish It'll make you feel good about yourself instead of feeling terrible. At least you feel like you did something with your money. Yeah, that's the only reason why I do it. Because, uh, you know, yeah. nah. Well, uh, yeah, so a little bit of a shorter show today. But uh, I wanted to get that part in here and get it through Facebook. So for anybody that was wondering why we didn't have the normal Facebook post to a show last week, I found out, I've never known this while we've been doing this, if our shows go over an hour and 15 minutes, I think, or maybe it was an hour and a half. One of the two. Uh, Facebook won't upload it. So we had to go with just all of the show posting to Spotify, YouTube, and stuff like that. So sorry for that. Uh, so kept this one a little short after I, Jackson mentioned the charity stuff. So I wanted to be able to get these links in and get it posted on Facebook where it's you know way better to share that kind of stuff anyway. Um, yeah. But... Also, we've got a decent amount of uh, tournaments to go over, so we're going to pull those yeah. up. We've got, got a few pages worth, so we will get right into it. Uh, first up on the list, KBFTN Lower Priest Tuesday Nighter uh, out on Percy Priest. 30 anglers, first place. Josh Stewart, also a Cinco man, if you know anything about him. Surprise. 53 yeah. inches. Second place, uh, teammate Brandon Grubbs with 50 and a half. And third place, Derek Bostick, also another teammate, 50 and a quarter. So good job to those guys. I have to give Derek a shout out. I didn't know he got third. I saw Brandon's post about second. I didn't see anything that Derek mentioned. So I have to show yeah. him a little, little team love on that one. So good job, dude. Yeah, he was out last year. He like broke his foot or something, didn't he? Yeah. And he, I know he was in a boot for a while. Most of the season. Kind of, yeah, it was rough on him, but he's making his making his moves back. Yeah, and dominating like uh, 
there's some online monthly online stuff and he's just been dominating those <laughs> usual yeah i'm not i haven't been any help to the uh the monthly that me and you signed up i don't even know if i've ever submitted my fish for that i've got a couple fish to submit and i told you i had a bunch of days off and planned on coming up there i've worked every one of those off days uh, so it's not well, me we got like around. three days left oh friday is the last day i think friday is yeah Oof, crap yeah, so I'm working through Friday. Ah, don't worry about it. That's I'm awesome. not. No, I'm, I'm I mean, not taking it seriously. I didn't fish last weekend. You didn't fish last weekend. They can have my money. It's fine. They'll but uh, so next next up on the list is the grassroots bass yak, and so this is the the club Jackson's talking about that uh, he's going to be fishing with at this Saturday. They had a multi single day tournament. Uh, each angler can choose a day to fish between June 22nd and June 26th. Uh, 27 anglers, five fish limit. Oh, this was on Raccoon Lake, by the way. Um, first place, Chad Cummings, 81 and three quarters. Second place, Anthony Brown with 77 and three quarters. And third place, Wyatt Guard with 77. The so interesting to me to do that multi-day. Like pick a day thing? Yeah. So we've done something down here where we open up the tournament for see the 24 or 32 hours and you can fish as much or as little as you want, but it gives you allows you to night fish it basically. If you want to, that's what we do for our classic for central Tennessee. Yeah, that's what, so that's what North Alabama kayak English did for their classic last year. The guys up here really liked it. One of the clubs in central Alabama, posted to try to do the next tournament that way and it got blown out of the water <laughs> like there was so much feedback like no <laughs> but uh moving on from that we have the uh queen city guys uh queen city kayak fishing lake norman yeah. 94 anglers four fish limit that they do love that first place landon smith was 73 inches second place jared stanley with 70 and a half and third place Yi hang with 70 uh, moving on, the Southern Illinois Kayak Clubs on Caffeine Lake. 27 anglers in that one. First place, Jonathan Kessler with 94 inches. Jake Schultz with 85 and a half. And third place was Kevin Cox with 85 and a half as well. Uh, moving on from there, we have the Kayak Anglers of Laurel Highlands, the Steel Plate Classic Signature Event up in Pennsylvania on the river that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Nope. <laughs> We're going to go with... You Higney. Two-day tournament, 37 anglers, five fish limit. First place, Nate Hall with 156 and a quarter. Second place, Eddie Keeb with 156 and a quarter as well. So ties right there. And then third place, Brennan Greer with 155 and a quarter, just one inch back. So uh, not too bad there. Looked like a day one, mid-70s day, and then it seemed to get better uh, in day two. Um, Michigan kayak trail stop, uh, goal Lake, 64 anglers. First place, Adam Drabeck with 82 and three quarters. Donnie Warren, second place with 82 and third place, Alex Roberts with 82 as well. Another tie, bunch of ties. Wow. Uh, there's been a lot of that this year. Yeah. Especially on these Northern lakes. Yes. Like I was thinking about it. Uh, Cause we had ties the last one I read off and was like, geez, yes. I can't remember. Like it used to be like maybe one a week and we'd have like five a week now. It's crazy. Um, 
Next up, the Southern West Virginia Kayak Anglers, Jackson County Open, 34 anglers. First place, Mark Edwards with 86 inches. Second place, Chris Sowards with 81 and a quarter. Third place, Brad Richardson with 80 and three quarter. Uh, next up, the Badger State Kayak Champions event in Madison, Wisconsin. 111 anglers. Five fish limit on that one. One, Dave Louise with 96 and a half. Second place, Alex Nambo with 95. Third place, Brandon Yang with 91 and three quarters. Wisconsin sounds like it's doing all right right now. Yeah. You know, it sucks. There's one coming up in lacrosse, and I think that's when we're at ICAST. It's either yeah, when we're at ICAST or the weekend after. Yeah, yeah before. Weekend, it's the week before. It's the Bassmaster. Uh, yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. July 8th, I think. Yeah, it was on my list this year. If I didn't go to ICAST, I was going to go up there. Same. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that was going to be my last, my last, like, fishing trip of the year. But now it's, it's going to be your last fishing trip for the next, next year, just so you know, <laughs> Mr. New Dad. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> Life is going to come to a halt very quickly for at least a little bit. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I mean, like, uh, I just sold my PA finally this weekend. Had to spend most of that on stroller and car seat. I would love to know what bougie ass stroller you bought. Cause we're shopping for strollers too. And we ain't been in the five, $600 price range. <clears throat> and yeah, I this one was a $1,500. Jesus Christ. Wait, that's what the old lady don't wanted. get them pregnant folks. It's cheaper. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That thing better drive itself to my vehicle and around Walmart. It's got like a stroller uh car seat and a bassinet combo. Yeah, so does the ones I'm looking at. And my and and my car seat swivels around. Wow. I don't know. This is just six hundred dollars. So yeah, bougie. Bougie. You got way too <laughs> expensive taste, that's what it is. But anyway, back to fishing. Georgia Bass Nation Kayak Series, Three Rivers event, Flint River, is it Oconee and Okamulgee? This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. But 32 anglers, first place, That's Chris awesome. Lowe, 92 inches. Second place, John Patterson with 91 and a half. Had a big 23 to anchor that with. Third place, Benjamin Vang with 89 and a half. Uh, next up from there, the Moyak Fishing Series on Truman Lake. I feel like Truman Lake gets hammered 
I hear it a lot on here. Uh, 85 anglers, first place, Jared Fosnow with 84 and a half. Mason Brock with 81 and three quarters. Third place, Zachary Wolverton with 81 and a half. Um, they also had a massive team series lake. event. Do it's, it. a, it's a massive lake, though, so I feel like it probably can handle it. That's probably true. I don't really know anything about it. I just know I see the name like a lot when I'm covering them. But uh, they also had a team tournament going on. Six fish limit per team. There are 11 teams. Uh, first place, the Everhart's A team, Chad Davidson and Chris Robbs, the win with 97 inches. Second place, Slap That Bass, uh, Robert Swergen and Perry Burton with 95. And third place, probably the best team name I've ever seen, the Burrito Banditos. Oh, yeah. Uh, they Troy had another Ian team thing Richie that they Michael. did. They did I, miss, I must have missed ago. it. Yeah. They, 93 they also, and a half inches. They also were on, I think, second or third in that one, the Burrito Banditos. That's awesome. Uh, moving on from there, the Natural State Kayak Anglers on Lake Dardanelle. 35 anglers, first place, Garrett Morgan with 88 inches. Second place, Tyner Redden with 84. Third place, Eric Morris with 81 and a half. Here we go for some Texas numbers. I could tell you this event, and you could pick the state even without me telling you. But uh, West Texas kayak fishing on Lake Leon, 50 anglers. First place, Jody Morris with 101 and a quarter with a 25-inch big bass. Second place, Corey Griffin with 90 and a quarter. Gapped. Third place, Robert Neal with 90-inch. I think as the the spawn kind of tapers off, you get like one guy that gets all the big fish. Like, like gets, gets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up the North Texas kayak bass championship on Welsh reservoir, 48 anglers. First place, Michael Cates with 99 and a half. Second place, Brian Howell with 98 and a half. And third place, Philip Wyatt with 97. Just a few more. Uh, next up's the Oregon kayak bass fishing event on 10 mile Lake. 34 anglers, first place, Mason Meredith with 88 and three quarter, three quarters, uh, Brandon Hua with 87 and a quarter, and third place, Marvin Fort with 86 and three quarters. Oregon showing up a little bit. That's good numbers. Uh, we had something, the, I think, last week or the week before that was from Washington that was also some good numbers. Yeah. Bass fishing is on the rise everywhere. I love it. Yeah. Uh, next up is the Yakabass uh, California Delta WCC qualifier in Lodi, California. Two-day tournament, 106 anglers. First place, Isaiah West with 166 and a half. Second place, Paul Mata with 159 and three quarters. And third place, Alden Walden with 158 and three quarters with a big old 24 and a quarter. And that's uh, one of Greg Blanchard and the Dark Horse guys. Mm-hmm. So congrats to, the, congrats to was those Was this three. happening at the same time as the KBF? That was... Wasn't there a KBF on the Delta? Actually, there was. Hold on, and I'll pull it up real quick. I forgot. I always forget that they're on Fishing Chaos. Yeah. So, like, I'd never, I never remember to 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 look on Fishing Chaos or all that. Yeah, I know, know, folks. I'm terrible. Bite me. (laughs) All right. So, got it right here. So, Trail One Saturday. uh, Greg Blanchard with the big win, 81 inches. Uh, nice. Second place, Josh Griffin. Third place, Rachel Uribe. Um, That was day one. Uh, day two, you had uh, Sean Beach, 77 and a half. So big number drop there. Came in Rasmussen with 76 and a half. And Alex Cox with 73 
Um, I don't see a double up listed on this one, so I don't know if they did a two day combined. I see a day one, a day two, and then uh, there was a day one, a day two big bass, but I don't see a double up leaderboard. They so, don't have had enough people register for the for the double up. So they yeah, I only see thirty three anglers registered for this one. So that's a uh, well, could be because they were having that other event that you just mentioned in Lodi, which is also like right next to the Delta. Yeah, I mean that if KBF Same has thirty three and Yakabass had one hundred and six. That was a. So, I don't know if I would have scheduled on top of the Yakabass in the same yeah, region. There would have there would have had to been some. We'd had to work out something on that one. Yeah. Um, because the anglers have definitely spoken on that one. Yeah. Um, moving on from there, the kayak fishing Utah Bass Tour Series on Jordanelle Reservoir, yeah, forty-five anglers, first place Wyatt Conley with sixty-three and a half, and that's a five-fish limit. 63 and a half, five fish limit. And guess what? That was a tie. Second place, Carson Filler up, 63 and a half. Were they, did they actually fill a limit or was it? I don't have it. I just have the number. I'd love to know. (laughs) Uh, Normally, I would say yes, because normally if they didn't, my wife makes a note. Yeah. So I think it's just a really small limit. 12 yeah. inches. That's what that is. Tough day. And third place, Mark McEwen was 61 and three quarter. And then last up, the River Runners event, Eastern Shore, Maryland Ponds. Uh, there were 25 eligible bodies of water, 39 anglers. First place, Dave Crockett, 91 inches. Second place, Zach Bunner with 90 and a quarter. And third place, David Burt with 87 and a quarter. So there we go, folks. Another great week of fishing. Bunch of good limits still being caught. Bunch of ties. Bunch of close ones. There was a bunch of quarter-inch ones in here. Second and third, you know, missed by a quarter of an inch. Um, And then we also had the Hobie. And the Hobie, we covered that one. I did skip right over it because we've already talked about it a bunch. I'll talk about it one more time. I wanted to mention that, like, uh, for your two-day total, if you had 170 inches, that had you in 37th place. The, like, yeah, that, that's 85 30, a day, yeah. 85 that's was 85 a day would have had you. So, that would have that would have been what like would have happened to me. I would have yeah. went up there, had the best tournament of my life, and still not got inside the top 20. Like, and I would have probably stopped tournament fishing, even 90 moment. inches a day, barely got you in the top 20. So, still no check, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what they paid out as first. I think the last check was uh, they did. Six. They do fifteen percent now instead of ten. Oh, okay. I thought it was ten. Uh, it used to be ten, but now I think they switched it this year when they increased their um, entry fees to fifteen percent. That sucks. Not that yeah. it pays out that far. It just like go up to Cayuga, whack eighty five a day, probably catch. 50 fish, 30 fish, yeah. something, and then nothing. And and a lot of this, and knowing that, like, if you're in a boat tournament or weight tournament, that a lot of those fish, are you're catching, like, 20 pounds a day. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> that sucks. Doesn't it's great, matter. but it sucks. I think that I remember. It goes back to that spot in a spot, man. Yeah, it is. You got to find the spot in the spot. 
like uh I, I during the mlf thing i think wheeler weighed one that was like four and a half pounds that was a small mouth that was 17 and a half inches jesus or like 18 inches he put it on a scale or on a on his um, board yeah and he was like this fish is so fat and so short <laughs> that's nuts well another great show folks appreciate everybody sticking with us to the end we'll have all those links up in the show descriptions and show notes uh what do we got next week no idea i forget I let me check my schedule i think i i think i had something on there but i don't remember what it was maybe we can uh well we got fourth of july weekend this weekend kind of so i don't know if there's gonna be a whole lot of oh yeah we might um we may splurge out on one i saw that rachel uriah actually has taken over the kbfay uh currently leading with her finish at uh the delta clearly yeah a little the delta um so be cool maybe we can get her on talk about you know coming up running through the she go all the way out there for that she was there she got Second wow, or third a, on day one. I wish I hadn't just closed it. She did good. Yeah, that's a that's a hold. Where she? she I don't know where she's the, from. Does she fish all the stuff on the East Coast too? She had to if she's in the AOI standings. I haven't looked. I just saw it. Uh, they made a post about it uh, today or yesterday, and I was reading it. So wow. I was gonna may uh may reach out to her and see. I was gonna look up some details on it. See if it might be a good show. It will, um. Not we'll figure something out or we'll get a bunch of the retard hosts on and talk a whole bunch of crap. <laughs> enjoy our holiday weekend coming up and then enjoy our holiday weekend coming up after that holiday weekend. ICAST week. Yeah. Chaos. Traveling, saltwater fishing, beer fishing, drinking, fishing. regular fishing, at least a little bit. Yeah. And then uh three days of madness, because that's just about all you can say about it. it's just chaos. I'm glad you're excited. I'm kind of like, ugh. it's just, it's like, it's busy. It's a work. Like it's fun, but it's maybe I'm just like negligent to what I'm getting myself into. Dude, I'm telling you, it's just, <laughs> I, imagine the classic 10 times over and you're going to be on concrete on your feet all day. Like walking shoes every day. Oh, it doesn't matter. I brought like my best pair of shoes last year and I was so stiff the second day. Hmm. Like I made sure I found the booths with chairs. Like, like, oh, hey, let's talk. I'm going to sit. I just wear my work boots. I've been walking a lot in those. I thought about bringing mine great. because of the same reason. It's like, well, I already spend that much time in them. Maybe it'll just be like <laughs> comfortable. Yeah. They already broke in. They got well all right folks well that's it so we're getting out of here we're cutting it close to what i said so we got to get out of here quickly. yeah <laughs> all right we love y'all thanks for sticking with us we'll see you next time peace see ya
places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by Hunt Stand, the number one hunting and land management app.